With over 50 years of real estate experience, the team at Powell Fine Homes have dedicated our careers to taking care of our clients, ensuring that they get the best possible results and service when they engage us to represent them. From first-time home buyers to multi-million dollar home sellers, from regular sales to short sales and foreclosures, we've seen it all and educated our clients along the way. As broker owners, we have serious visibility into the Los Angeles and Ventura County real estate markets and are about to share some of what we're seeing with you right now. Get ready for the Powell Fine Homes Real Estate Show. Okay, today is Friday, April 17th. Seeing all kinds of crazy videos out there on YouTube right now. End of the world, you know, end of real estate, end of lending. Oh my gosh. I mean, even people that I truly respect and think the world of are starting to post things on Facebook, say, oh, oh watch out for this. And, you know, it, 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 there's some crazy stuff going on there. A lot of these guys that are posting these end of the world type things, if you look in their links in their uh, the, the text of their video, they're selling stuff. They're selling, look at my wealth building program. Look at this. Look at that. We're not selling anything other but houses here. So, figured that we would stop what we're doing, give you a quick update here from our Powell Fine Homes group. We speak to lenders every day, not just one. We speak to probably a half dozen lenders on a daily, if not every other day basis, especially right now when things are going crazy. But even in our normal course of business, we're talking to a lot of people all the time. So let's talk about what's real and what's not real in the market. You know, we've heard lending has shut down. Not true at all. Now, three weeks ago, that Thursday, Friday, three weeks ago, yeah, the wheels came off the wagon and it was terrifying for anybody who was really in the weeds, paying attention and, and saw what was happening on the back end, especially with the investors who buy mortgage-backed securities. It really, really got bad that Thursday, Friday, and the following Monday got a little bit of legs, but by the end of the week, they found themselves. So with all that behind us, and it really is, let's talk about where lending is right now. Now, I'm not a lender. Kirsten's not a lender. However, we talk to lenders all day long, and we can't do our job without lenders. So it's very, very important that we know what's going on, that we talk to them all the time, and that we don't have a lot of surprises on that side. So I'm sure you've read Bank of America, Chase, Wells Fargo, all the big nationals have put overlay, what we call overlays. Basically, the government says, here's the box you have to live in to be a qualified mortgage. And then the nationals can take that box and they shrink it a little bit because they want to make sure that no matter what they push through, that at the end of the day, it's still a qualified mortgage. They can sell it to the government and then go from there or to the investors. If they sell a non-qualified mortgage called a non-QM, then they have to buy it back and they have to hold on to it. They don't get to sell it again. It's basically so if you screw up and you don't have all the boxes checked, say you're Wells Fargo, you push a loan out, you sell it to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, and they do an audit on it, and guess what? It's not proper. So you, you missed one box. It comes back to Wells Fargo, and then they have to own it and keep it for 30 years. And they're not in that kind of business. They really don't, unless it's truly a paper, you know, tier one credit, huge down payment, very low loan to value. They don't want to hold on to it in their portfolio. They want to sell it to investors and move on. So those guys, the nationals, have done that. But you also have to understand, I've seen three or four videos now just about Bank of America. Oh, my God. Bank of America does mortgages, but it's not their main business. Even in the good, the best times of all, we were always careful when a buyer showed up at one of our listings with a Bank of America loan, just because they always turned into fire drills at the end. There was always some kind of hoops you had to jump through. And while they are, like I said, in that business, it's not their main business. So please understand that when they are talking about Bank of America, they were already, if not the most conservative, one of the most conservatives. Same with Citibank. I, we had a person, one of our agents we talked to, gosh, 
probably been six weeks, maybe seven weeks before the coronavirus came out, before COVID-19 came out. And she said, I've got a buyer coming in, but it's a Citibank loan. What should I expect? And I told her, I said, expect a low appraisal. Every Citibank deal we've ever done has had a low appraisal issue. I don't know what they do in their appraisal review, but they always come in low. I don't know. It is what it is. And sure enough, she called me three weeks later and said, oh my gosh, you were right. The appraisal came in $60,000 low. That's a lot. Usually, you know, it's a smaller percentage of the purchase price than that. But the, the majors, even though they do a lot of loans, it's not their main business and they're not aggressive about it. So let's talk about what's actually happening for most lenders and most buyers out there right now. Refis are a completely different conversation, but we're talking about purchase loans right now. I literally just got off the phone five minutes ago with one of our main lenders we've been dealing with for 12 years, maybe 13 at this point. But anyway, Trust her implicitly, explicitly, any way you want to qualify it. She's our girl. Should we always go with her? It's whenever we can because there's no surprises. You know, there's no back-end deal for us or anything like that. She just delivers. Always has an aggressive rate. Always closes the deal. Our clients are always happy. It's the way we love it. So, talking to her today, earlier, and said, tell me what's going on. I'm seeing all these videos going on. I'm not seeing it at our level. Deals are still closing. We're still going into escrow. We just put a new listing on last week. We went, put it into escrow. We have a new listing coming out next week. So we're still doing business. And we're seeing deals happen. We talked to our escrow officer at OutWest Escrow. They opened seven or eight last week. So we definitely have business going on. So I asked her, I said, what are you seeing? She goes, you know, here's the reality. Hard money, dead, which is okay. I don't. We don't do any hard money deals with anybody anyway. The super jumbos, kind of dead right now. There's a couple lenders that are still doing it, but you're paying a lot for price, for your rate. For VA, FHA loans, if you have a lower credit score, like below 680, you're going to be paying a much higher rate. They are, there's no wiggle room right there, but they're still doing them. And if you're 700 or better, you're fine. It's no problem. If you, if you have a conforming loan for the limits in the county you're in, and you have you know 680 or higher FICO scores, you're fine. You're going to be quoted between 3 and an 8, 3 and 5 eights, maybe maybe you know, a little bit more than that, depending on what your reserves are. But it's not the hard box that everybody's talking about. B of A, oh my God, 720, six months of reserves, 25% down or more. That's their overlay. That is not all of lending in general. So we're actually okay there. So as much as everybody says it's the end of the world and lending has died, please don't, don't lose your mind over that. All right, It's not true. There are plenty of buy loans, purchase money loans to be had out there at reasonable rates that are still historically low. So let's take that off the table. Now let's talk about what's going on on the real estate side of things and what's happening in the market. So the biggest change that I can see on the ground is comparing how many active listings we have today versus to the same time last year. Because 19 was a good year and we were coming into 2020 even better than 19 was. For Kirsten and I personally, we had as much business in the pipeline. I mean like lined up, listings coming in, buyers coming in, the whole nine yards. We had more business in the pipe coming into 2020 than we did all of 19. And 19 was a spectacular year for us. Of course, some of that's when the wayside. Some of the people have lost their jobs. Other ones have pulled back saying, well, you know, don't want to sell just yet. I don't know what's going on. But then we have others that are going forward. Like I said, we have a new listing next week. We had a listing last week. Business is happening. So on a listing side, in the San Fernando Valley, on the higher side, we're talking Woodland Hills, West Hills, Tarzana, Encino, uh, maybe Bell Canyon as well. As a whole, they're down about 66% as far as the unit count on listings. When you go into the Conejo Valley, which is like Agora, Oak Park, Thousand Oaks, Westlake, uh, Newberry Park, 
they're only down about 20-25%. Moore Park is actually flat, believe it or not. They're almost exactly where they were this time last year. And Simi Valley's down by about half as well. As far as unit counts, this is not price. This is just how many active listings we have. So please don't lose your mind over that side either. A lot of people pulled back. A lot of people were uncertain, so they just came off the market. Not a problem. Let's talk about pricing now. So we're not seeing huge moves. There are people who were certainly overpriced to begin with that have brought their prices down to reality. Can't avoid that. We have a listing we're putting on here probably in the next two weeks. That house, in February, we would have put it on at probably nine and a quarter. We're going to come out now at eight ninety nine. So it's not a huge delta, but it is some. We're seeing other places you know, under a million dollars, say between a seven hundred and fifty and a million dollars. I think the biggest price swing we've seen was about fifty thousand dollars, but they were aggressive on their pricing going into it. By and large, we're seeing you know moves of ten to twenty thousand dollars, usually coming down to the, the next price point that makes the most sense. Like from if they were at seven eighty nine, they come down to seven seventy five or maybe seven sixty nine, something like that. So that's where we're at there. Now Fannie Mae just released a new economic report on housing. Came out two days ago on the 15th. And I'll just give you the top line view on what they have. Basically, they're saying that on a unit basis, number of homes sold, 2020 will probably have 15% less units sold than 2019 did. Not because of pricing, just because people coming off or people can't buy. So they're assuming we're going to lose 15% of the units we sold last year are not going to get sold this year. So that's where the hit's going to be. And it will be that's on a national number, not Southern California. Also, let's talk about pricing because that's what we're all concerned about. Because quite honestly, most people's equity is tied in their house and they want to make sure it's not going down at a rapid clip. A lot of people are talking about, oh, this is a great recession coming on again and everything else. Completely different fundamentals, all right? Housing caused 2007 and 8. No questions. We own it. We caused it. We took the hit on it. This is not a housing sector issue in that we didn't cause it. There are, there's plenty of equity out there. The loans that have been, been written over the last 10 years are actually well underwritten. The people can pay. And the people who are losing their jobs, you know, there, there seems to be enough safety net in the short term to where it's going to turn around. And also, today again, Friday the 17th of April, I'm seeing a lot more traffic on the streets today. And I'm talking to other people who are saying the same thing. I'm even seeing posts on Facebook where freeways are full of people for the first time in two or three weeks now. So it looks like people, regardless of what the stay-at-home stay orders are, are getting tired of it and they're going out more and more. But anyway, back to pricing. So they are saying that their original forecast for 2020 was for a national increase of 4.6%. Their new forecast is still for an increase, keyword there, still for an increase of 0.4%. So let's call it flat. So basically no improvement, but again, no contraction. That's important. When we were going through this in 2007, 2008, it was crazy. Or, you know, they're forecasting down 10, 20, 30%. And we were literally seeing 20% year over year declines. But again, completely different fundamentals that started that, that started this. And the government was nowhere near as quick to jump on it as the current administration is as far as getting in and getting some kind of safety net out to Main Street versus Wall Street. So to recap, lending is still in place. You can still get a purchase money loan. You can still get a refinance if you have a job. That's the caveat. A lot of people are losing their job. Now, I, I put the question to the lenders. Okay, look into your crystal ball. Let's go down a month from now. Somebody comes back on the job. Is there any guidance you've been given from the actual investors or lending community saying, okay, we have to have X amount of weeks, we have X amount, whatever. No. And granted, 
there probably will be further clarification and guidance coming out. But as of right now, if they can verify employment and they have the W-2 or the tax return from last year, and, and again, the final verification prior to funding is the one that matters for the verification of employment. But as long as you're still employed and the income is there, you can get the loan. That's fine. So let's say that you've been furloughed, that your company opens back up next week or the week after. They bring you back on. You, you can show a paycheck since you've been rehired. Uh, you know, so that's two weeks usually. At that point, that's verification of employment, so you still qualify for that loan. So we've seen a few things. We've seen loans come apart for, you know, obviously getting furloughed from the job or lost their job. That's one thing that will kill it every time, no matter what. Number two, we've seen incomes drop to the point where they didn't qualify. Number three, we've seen the lenders require greater income or greater reserves than the people had going into the loan. They were approved on the front end, but during the process, the lender raised their, their reserve requirements or their income requirements, and that disqualified the buyer. Or there was a credit increase in credit requirement, and that kicked them out as well. So there's certain things that are falling apart. The other thing that we're seeing is on homes where there's multiple, or deals, that there's multiple homes involved. You know, you're selling your house and you're buying a new house, but the person has to buy your house first. If your buyer can't perform, that falls apart. Or everything's going smooth, but the upstream house, the one you're buying, their their lender can't get the payoff amount or something where you're having to extend. It doesn't kill the deal, but it's extending it quite a bit. So we're certainly seeing the timelines stretch. There's no question about that. However, they're still closing. That's important. So lending's there. Good homes are there. The buyers out right now are the most serious buyers you're ever going to see. If you're one of our listeners, if you're listing your home or selling your home, right now it is crazy how intent the buyers are. So if you've got somebody coming through your door right now, it's great. It's like having a buyer show up on the 23rd of December. You know, they're only out there because they're really, really serious. So that's all good. Now, let's talk about, last but not least, changes that we're having to do as realtors to stay on top of this. So... We've gone out, we've invested in a 360-degree camera so we can do the full 3D tours now. We've put that on all of our listings. It's on all the websites for them. We're doing much more video than we used to do, used to do for the homes. We're doing the drone. We're doing the video walkthrough with a big DSLR rig. Uh, you might have seen some of the pictures up on social media, but we're, we're trying to make it as virtual as possible. For a buyer, we can get you through, not that you'd want to, but if you wanted to go and actually purchase a house without walking in it, we can take you through the entire process with the exception of your loan documents. They have to be notarized. As a seller, same thing. We could actually do a virtual, we could sell your house virtually. However, the buyer would have to write the offer subject to interior inspection. So, you know, they come up with a price that we can all live with, you know, or maybe full price. You never know. We've seen a couple of those. And you go into escrow. And at that point, they're allowed to come through, see the house, walk through everything. And, you know, for inspections, the inspector would come in by himself. Then they would come back out after he's done inspecting it, walk through the buyers throughout the front yard for what they found, you know, masks, gloves, all the social distancing, all that stuff. We have that down. But as a seller, you can go through it virtually with the exception of signing your grant deed. That has to be notarized as well. So we almost have it completely virtual, but in California and in most places, I don't know anywhere where you can actually sign your loan docs without a notary involved. So... Still a couple of things where you have to have somebody in front of you and you have to talk to them. But quite honestly, we're moving more and more towards we're getting it as, you know, as virtual as you can get. You'll be able to see the house. Any of our listings, you can, every nook and cranny, you can see it uh, between video and 3D tours. Uh, you know, we're doing virtual open houses. We're going to have one coming up this Sunday where I will actually be at the house with a gimbal and a camera. Kirsten will be running the Zoom conference from the office. 
You'll be able to ask questions. We'll be doing the full thing. So you'll be able to do a virtual open house as well. So anything that can be done, we're doing. Houses are selling. Buyers are looking. So as much doom and gloom is out there, and understandably so, please understand for housing, we may very well be the ones that pulled this one through. Whereas last one we caused it, crashed it, and went through hell for 10, no, not 10 years, but went through a really bad four-year period. On this one, we still didn't have enough inventory coming into it. There are still plenty of buyers, more buyers than we have houses for, especially since the inventories have been reduced by so much. Once we get the, the lifting of the stay-at-home order, you're going to see the pent-up demand come in. The buyers will be out. The listings will be out. And well, you'll see, you'll probably all be shocked, and I will probably be shocked as well, at how much it picks up. Just as a small example, our Facebook ads, we run Facebook ads all the time. We're getting four to five times the response, click-throughs, names, emails, everything, than we do normally. We haven't changed anything. It's still at the same price point, same, same, same photographer, same kind of pictures, same copy, same emojis. Everything's the same except for the response. We're just getting far more traction because the buyers who would normally be out looking at open houses and looking at houses with the stay-at-home order staying back, so the only way they can see it is online. So please understand, and, and I'm, I make my money doing this. You know, Kirsten and I, this is our main income. We have other companies. We have other revenue streams. However, buying and selling houses is the lion's share. If, if we were scared, we'd be telling everybody we're scared, we're scared too. We're not. We're actually confident. We're leaning into this. We're excited, well, excited as you can be with everything that's going on with so much uncertainty. But for the real estate market, we're excited because on the other side, as soon as we get through this stay-at-home part, you're going to see a nice bump in real estate and you're going to see a lot more homes sold. So, thank you for watching. Please hit the subscribe button down below so you'll get it updated every time we post a new video like this. And we are going to be doing these updates far more often than we have everything considered. Also, if you have any questions about this, please give me a, you can leave a comment down below or give me a call at 805-404-1167 or you can call Kirsten at 818-268-3236 or send us an email at sold at powellfinehomes.com. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you out on the street. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard or you want more info, please give us a call at 805-404-1167. Again, that's 805-404-1167 or send an email to sold at powellfinehomes.com. If you're ready to move on with your life in Los Angeles or Ventura counties, call us even quicker. The team at Powell Fine Homes are your real estate experts and who you hire matters. You can find us on the web, on Facebook, and on Instagram every day, and you'll love the results that our proven systems and model deliver for you. Call, email, or DM us today, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening.